Why, good morning, North Hills Church. I hope you guys are all doing marvelous on this fine Sunday morning. Um, I'm bummed to not be able to gather with you all in person uh, to worship God uh, at our church building. However, I am grateful uh, for the opportunity that we have uh, to still dig into God's Word together Remotely, uh, kind of a bit of an oxymoron there together remotely, um, but those are the capabilities that we have today through technology um, and me being able to record myself and record God's message and send it out to all of you. Um, and so in the midst of all the chaos, in the midst uh, of the virus and the mess of the political world, uh, I would encourage you all uh, to remember to count your many blessings as we do have a number, a number of blessings that go unnoticed in our daily lives. And these are blessings that we need to thank God for, including the ability to gather together remotely. <laughs> and so thus far, I, I want to give you guys a bit of a COVID uh, update within the church. Uh, thus far, we've had about 15 positive cases of COVID within our church family. And I would ask that all of you at home, I would ask that you pray for all of our families uh, who have been affected by the virus. Um, uh, last week, I mentioned that I was awaiting test results. I did test positive uh, for COVID, but I am doing A-OK. Um, I had a pretty mild case. I, to be honest, I'm just ready for it to all be over with. It kind of wears on you mentally, physically, um, and I, I'm just ready for it to be over, as I'm sure our, our other people who tested positive are as well. And, and we have some more um, serious cases, certainly more serious than, than my case um, within our church family. So please certainly uh, remember them in your prayers. Um, as uh, that's one of the blessings of being a part of a church family is that we can lift one in, one another up in prayer uh, during uh, different trials and tribulations that we can experience in our lives. So again, we're not able to meet in person because of the uh, COVID cases within our church, but we are still able to gather together remotely, and uh, I encourage you to uh, pray for every, all of our families who have been affected by COVID this time of year. And so today, uh, we're going to finish up our series on the church and politics. Um, I, it's kind of been um, a funky series to go through, a, a bit uncomfortable from time to time, as it's not the most comfortable thing or fun thing to talk about politics um, within a church setting. But I thought it was important, as it was becoming a huge cultural issue in America. And so we started off the series a couple weeks ago talking about our need for unity amongst fellow Christians. You know, Jesus prayed specifically for you and I. Jesus prayed that we would come together as perfectly one as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Um, and, and I find that pretty cool that he prayed specifically for us to be one. He not not just for Republicans or Democrats to be one, but for everybody, all Christians to come together as one. And also our relationship with non-believers, they they can help us spread God's gospel message to to the ends of the earth as well. And so we can't let politics get in the way of our relationship with others. Don't ever uh, burn a relational bridge over a political view. Um, that's just prioritizing your political uh, views over uh, the the needs and the mission uh, of God's gospel message being spread throughout the ends of the earth. So we need to come together as one. And then last week we talked about uh, the need to put our trust and focus in on God and not worry. Life has been uh, a big mess for a lot of us in uh, 2020 especially in the uh, political world. And we need to remember to put our trust and focus in on God. When I got a little anxious and worried about this election cycle, I realized the reason of that was because I put my focus off of God. God was on my mind, and because of that, fear and worry and anxiety began to come into my life, and which is pretty unusual for me, um, as I'm not really a huge worrier. Um, I'm naturally pretty calm, but I put my focus off of God, and, and the consequences of that is fear and anxiety and worry began to creep into my life. And that can happen to each and every one of us. When we put our focus off of God, when we put our trust off of God, anxiety and worry, they will seep into our lives. And so we need to remember in the midst of uh, this political mess that we need to put our trust, we need to put our focus in on God. And so today, as we conclude this series, I just want to remind you all that ultimately we belong to God. We do not belong to the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. We belong to God first and foremost. We cannot be, we cannot be first and foremost a Republican or Democrat. We are first and foremost children of God and citizens of God's coming kingdom. That is your true identity in life. Your identity in life is not whether you are a Republican or Democrat, but your identity in life is as a child of God and a citizen of God's coming kingdom. So studies today show that religion in America is on the decline. It has been on the decline for quite some time. Less and less people, unfortunately, in America are devoting their lives to God. You know, Christianity, if we look at studies outside of America and many different parts of the world, Christianity is flourishing. I mean, it's really just taking off. I mean, we take a look at uh, our conference's own missions, LHI, Lord's Harvest International, and our missions in Africa and other third world countries, they, they are just taking off. It is flourishing and it is so encouraging to see. But most notably in America and several different European countries, Christianity is and has been on the decline. And because of this, because of the decline of religion and Christianity in America, a lot of people have been substituting Christianity with a religion of politics. 
people are prioritizing politics more and more. It's come to the point where politics has become a whole religion of itself here within America. And when that takes place, when, when we make a religion out of politics, that is a very, very dangerous game to play. Whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, it is a dangerous game. And, and truth be told, in, in America, we are making an idol out of politics. An idol, by definition, is simply a person or thing that is greatly admired, loved, or revered. And certainly politics fits that bill here in America. As, as we Americans, we are making an idol out of politics. And now we as smart, uh, Christians, we as smart children of God, we know that we are not supposed to have idols within our life. But making idols, this this is nothing new. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Solomon and in his great books, uh, Ecclesiastes, he mentions that there's nothing new under the sun. And this trend of making idols, it is certainly not no, not new. Even though it's something we need to steer away from, it is certainly not new. This is something that the Israelites in the Old Testament, they struggled mightily with the issue of idols. In my uh, humble opinion, their biggest downfall um, as a nation, the Israelites in the Old Testament, their biggest downfall was that they gave their thoughts, they gave their attention, they gave their adoration and their worship to different idols and to different foreign gods rather than giving it to God. And time and time again, they, they fell into this trap. They knew it was wrong, but, but time and time again, they fell into this trap of worshiping idols and foreign gods. And the nation of, I, the nation of Israel, they just cannot fall out of this deadly trap. And ultimately, this was the cause of the nation of Israel coming to an end. You know, the, the foreign nation of Syria, they, they eventually came and conquered the nation of Israel. And uh, that was the case because Israel fell into the deadly trap of idolatry. We can see this in the book of Second Kings. If you have your Bible, um, you can open up to the book of Second Kings, and we'll be reading from chapter 17. If you don't have your Bibles, you can quick pause me, and you can go grab your Bible so that you can read along as the words will not be projected on the screen as we don't have uh, the same capabilities as we do when we are back in our church building. So now that you have grabbed uh, your Bible, uh, we can go ahead and read in 2 Kings chapter 17. We're, we're going to read uh, the cause, the reason as to why Israel um, was conquered, why they were destroyed. And so in, in 2 Kings chapter uh, 17, starting in verse 7, it reads, And this occurred, that being Israel, um, being conquered, this occurred because the people of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods, and walked in the customs of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. And in the customs that the kings of Israel had practiced. And the people of Israel did secretly against the Lord their God things that were not right. 
They built for themselves high places in all their towns, from watchtower to fortified city. They set up for themselves pillars and ashram on every high hill and under every green tree. And there they made offerings on all the high places as the nations did whom the Lord carried away before them. And they did wicked things, provoking the Lord to anger. And they served idols, of which the Lord had said to them, You shall not do this. Yet the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments. And my statutes in accordance with all the law that I commanded your fathers and that I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. And so here, uh, really a, a lot is written through here in verses 7 uh, through 13. Again, here, um, they're, they're talking about the reason as to why Israel uh, has fallen is because they sinned against God and, and they fell into this trap of sin. They followed the other customs of the foreign nations and, uh, it, it describes here that they built idols on every, uh, on every high hill under every green tree. They built idols and worshiped these idols rather than worshiping God. And it continues in verse 14, but they would not listen, but were stubborn. They didn't listen to the prophets or to the, the teachers or, or to the priests that were telling them this is not okay. They would not listen, but were stubborn, as their fathers had been who did not believe in the Lord their God. They despised his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and the warnings that he gave them. They went after false idols and became false, and they followed the nations that were around them concerning whom the Lord had commanded them that they should not do like them. And they abandoned all the commandments of the Lord their God and made for themselves metal images of two calves, and they made an Asherah and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. And they burned their sons and their daughters as offerings and used divinations and omens and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. None was left but the tribe of Judah only. And so here, this is, this is kind of a depressing passage here in Second Kings as they describe in detail the pitfalls, um, the traps that the nation of Israel fell into time and time again. As Israel, uh, the Israelites, they failed by worshiping idols rather than worshiping God. And we need to learn from their lesson. I mentioned a couple times in here that the nation of Israel, uh, they, they followed in the footsteps, they followed in the paths of these other foreign nations that built many idols, built many foreign gods. Um, and they followed in their footsteps and they followed in the footsteps of idolatry. And now it's our turn. It's our turn in the 21st century. It's our turn to learn from the example of the, of the Israelites. We cannot follow in their footsteps just like they followed in the footsteps of other people. We can't follow in their footsteps and fall into the trap of idolatry. We need to learn from their lesson.
And in the 21st century, we, we are not doing a great job here in America of learning from Israel's grave mistakes that they made. As we today in, in, in the 21st century in America, I, I keep saying we, I'm generalizing here in America that we are making an idol just like the Israelites did. But here in the 21st century in America, we are making an idol out of none other than politics. And so I want to ask you guys a, a couple of questions to help you yourself determine if you are making an idol out of politics. I want you to seriously consider, seriously contemplate these questions and, and, and be honest with yourselves. There, there's no, there's no point in, in trying to fool yourself, but honestly evaluate your life um, so that you can determine, uh, very importantly, whether or not you are making an idol out of politics. And so I want to ask you, how much time do you defend your God compared to your political stance? Are you spending more time and effort defending your political viewpoint over God? I want to ask you, do you resort to God or politics for help in life? When, when, when you are in the midst of trials and tribulations, do you turn to the political world or do you turn to God for help? How much time and, and how many resources do you spend spreading the gospel message of God compared to your political stance? You know, is it a bigger priority in your life to spread the mission of your political world rather than spreading the mission of God? How much time, how many resources do you spend doing each? Do you have a greater for love for God or for your political party? And do you talk more about politics or do you talk more about God in your daily life? You know, if, if, if the answer wasn't God for any of these uh, questions, then it could be an indication that you have made an idol out of politics. And it can be an indication that your priorities may be in the wrong spot. And that is something that needs to change. If you're spending more time talking about politics, if you're spending more effort defending your political viewpoints, if you're turning to politics in the midst of, of trials and tribulations, these are all perfect, not perfect. These, these are all great indicators that, that we are making idols out of the political world. And there are indications that we may be prioritizing our political views over God. And let me tell you that that's a very dangerous spot to be in. This is making an idol out of politics. You know, the Israelites showed us the consequences, the dangers of making idols and falling into the trap of idolatry. And so if you answered, uh, if you associate with, with the political aspect in any of these questions, um, then, then you are possibly following in the dangerous footsteps of the Israelites. And, and quite frankly, this needs to stop. We need to stop prioritizing politics over God. Unfortunately, I see it time and time again here in America, as we as a nation, uh, Christianity is on the decline and politics is on the rise. We are making a religion. We are making an idol out of politics. 
as less and less attention, less and less love and adoration is given to God. But unfortunately in America, more and more attention, love and adoration is given to the political world and the two different political parties, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And so we as a nation, we're making an idol out of politics and this needs to stop. It's time for us as Christians to show to the world, to show to America that we need to realign our priorities in life. As we, we, we aren't Republicans or Democrats first and foremost. We are children of God first and foremost. That is our, our identity in life that we are children of God and that we are citizens of God's coming kingdom. And so whether you support the Democratic Party, whether you support Biden, or whether you support the Republican Party and support Trump, we need to remember that ultimately we all, we all need to come together as one and we all need to realize that we belong to God first and foremost. And we need to come together and worship God and quit making an idol out of politics. And so... Throughout this series, throughout this series of talking about the church and politics, we, we've learned three important lessons. Number one, the first important lesson that we learned, we learned that we need to come together as one. We need to quit letting politics get in the way of our relationships with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and also fellow non-believers as well. So lesson number one, we need to be one with one another and don't let politics get in the way of your relationship with non-believers. Lesson number two, we need to remember to put our focus, to put our trust in on God rather than politics. When we put our focus and we put our trust in politics, then fear, then anxiety and worry is going to seep into our lives. If we put our focus in on God, then there's a much better chance that that then that anxiety is going to leave your life. So lesson number two, put your focus in on God. And then finally, lesson number three in the series that we talked about, we need to stop making an idol out of politics. You know, you may have not thought uh, prior about politics being uh, being an idol, but that's a, a exactly what it has become in this nation. And we need to learn from the example of the Israelites and, and not fall into the trap of idolatry. But we need to seek God first and foremost. And if we seek God first and foremost, and if we find our true identity as God's children and as citizens of God's kingdom, then we will become heirs of the coming kingdom of God, a day and age where everything wrong with this world will be made right. And brothers and sisters, that's the hope that I, that I hold on to, onto a daily basis. And that's the hope that you all, that we all need to hold on to, onto a daily basis, a hope that will drive us day in and day out. So again, remember that we need to come together as one. We need to put our focus and trust in on God and we can't make an idol out of politics. I thank you guys for your time and your attention, and I pray that we can all follow um, in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior, Jesus.
I love you all. I hope you all have a great day, and I hope to see you all soon. Take care.